Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart. And today we're chatting with one of my favorite talk radio colleagues, Mr. Mo Kelly. He is host of the award-winning The Mo Kelly Show on the number one news talk station in America, KFI AM 640, right here in L.A., and iHeartRadio. And additionally, Mo is a commentator on American affairs for several other stations in America and the BBC internationally. You frequently see him as a regular analyst on on CNN. He's been in the LA Times, the New York Times, the Huffington Post, CNN. I could go on and on and on, but today he is here with me. Welcome, Mo Kelly. <laughs> Tanya Hart, I am honored to just be in your presence. I have long listened to you for many years. I was pleased to be able to have you on my platforms and programs. And let's just say, beyond the professional, I love you personally. Well, thank you, Mo. It is definitely mutual. Okay, we have so much to talk about. I know one of your specialties is politics, and I, of course, follow you and your tweets on the Mueller investigation. So let's just start right there. First of all, do you think he's going to have a job by the end of the week, or by the time we finish this conversation? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think it's going to. he's going to have a job in terms of Bob Mueller passed this week, but I'm not exactly for sure whether... President Trump is not arrogant enough or bold enough to eventually get around to firing him. It has to be clear to a reasonable person that Bob Mueller has something significant and specific, which is making this Trump administration so nervous for them to publicly attack him. A person of this in mind acts accordingly. And obviously, this president is not acting as if he is innocent. We saw Trey Gowdy um, excoriate the lawyer for Donald Trump, Dowd saying that you're a client, if he's innocent, he should act accordingly. He needs to act it. So Bob Mueller obviously is placing his finger on the pressure point of the administration and something's going to happen. In other words, this administration is either going to make a mistake or they're going to do something which forces the Congress to have to act. Well, you know, it's interesting you would say that because, you know, part of the issue is that the GOP is now even telling him to back down. But they aren't doing anything about it except for sort of waiting out the storm, which is what they usually do. Now, uh, this morning, I know Cory Booker came out with a petition. Uh, he is asking Congress to pass this special counsel Independence Protection Act to protect Mueller's investigation. Do you know anything about that? And does that make sense at, at, yeah, at all? Yeah, at this point, they want to somehow insulate Bob Mueller where the president does have the purview and the power to fire Rod Rosenstein or make him, force him to fire Bob Mueller. And what they want to do is make sure that this investigation is protected, unimpeded, and insulated from any action by the administration which would 
undermine it or in in legal terms be some form of of obstruction the republicans are obviously taking a wait and see attitude because the base of the of the trump administration is very strong and polling suggests that there's nothing that the trump administration which it can do which will push them away so if you're a republican who wants to make sure that you at least do not lose your support if you're running for re-election in the near term then you're not going to oppose the trump administration no matter what the voices who have come out in opposition to the trump administration telling president trump to cool it are people like jeff flake who's not running for re-election orrin hatch who's retiring and not running for re-election and you notice people like uh, um, paul ryan they've been strangely silent so anyone who has spoken up with exception of maybe lindsey graham they're not up for election so mo when all of this is said and done do you think that there will be enough evidence to finally impeach this man because he's got to go by any means necessary as far as i'm concerned let's not forget impeachment is a political process and it is only in the house of representatives bill clinton was impeached but not removed from office for you to be impeached there has to be a majority in the house that would not happen mm-hmm. under any circumstances prior to this midterm election because we know the Republicans control the House. If yes. by chance the Democrats take control of the House in November, the next Congress could then weigh impeachment uh, provisions. But again, impeachment does not mean removal. A president mm-hmm. can be impeached as Bill Clinton was and not removed. You would need two thirds of the vote in the Senate to actually remove president trump from office that's the real obstacle and that's highly unlikely unless there's some damning information and evidence of criminality which cannot be refuted and forces the american government into into this constitutional crisis where they have no choice to either remove him or quietly they go to him and force him to step down as which did happen with richard nixon some 40 years ago Exactly. And then again, there is Stormy Daniels. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe we can keep hope alive on that one. <laughs> let's, that's uh, that's let's... part of it. Sorry to, yeah. sorry to interrupt you, but that's part of it because it's not the issue of whether he had an affair with Stormy Daniels. It's whether there were FEC violations in terms of how they paid her off and when they paid her off days before the election. This is very comparable to John Edwards and what he was doing to cover up his affair with Rio Hunter when he was running for president. So there are still serious election, campaign finance issues, and other legal issues, which will be a part of the Mueller investigation. These things are not separate and unrelated. They are most definitely connected. Well, I love it. And I love the fact that you are so on top of it. And by the way, you can out tweet Donald Trump any day because uh, yours make a lot more sense. I want to just sort of <laughs> turn, <laughs> just turn the tide here a little bit. You know, Mo, I'm so proud of you. You obviously have forged your own media brand. And a lot of people don't know, but you really help guide the careers of a lot of entertainment personalities. Yours truly, Tanya Hart included, but also of Jim Rome, of uh Ryan Seacrest and Tavis Smiley. So, you know, unfortunately, Ryan and Tavis have both been under fire lately. I know you were Tavis's producer for at least five or six years. And are are most of the allegations against him true? What would you say about that? I would put it this way, and I can't go into specifics, but I'm saying that there is so much smoke. It is not reasonable for a rational person to believe that there is no fire. And if you look at the specifics of the denials by Tavis Smiley, 
he said that he has never groped or exposed himself to any of his subordinates when he was never accused of those things. He was answering questions not asked. And PBS separated themselves from the Tavis Smiley group because Tavis admittedly even said on Good Morning America that he was engaging in relationships with subordinates, which is against the code of conduct for PBS. He has mm-hmm. not been accused formally of a crime, but in terms of why PBS separated themselves from Tavis Smiley, he is absolutely guilty of that. Wow. Well, he's also suing PBS. What do you think his chances of our of winning that or even settling with them? I would say slim and none. If we know anything about the legal process, just in discovery in this lawsuit, if he were to go forward and continue to go forward with this lawsuit, then there will be discovery. So everyone with a non-disclosure agreement, every type of accusation related and unrelated could be then entered into the public record and all sorts of other skeletons would be falling out of the closet. So I understand why he's doing this to save face and also get some money. He's alleging racial discrimination. But ultimately, I don't think any of this would actually will see the light of day or go to trial because people like me can be subpoenaed and I'll be able to tell everything I know. Yeah, and I know you know a lot, honey, and thanks for sharing that little bit with us. Now, what about Ryan Seacrest? I mean, if there's anybody that honestly, you know, I remember from Ryan from way back in the radio days here in L.A. before anybody knew his name except for people in L.A. And quite frankly, love him dearly, but he's a little bit like Pablum to me. So, you know, you hear these allegations. What were your thoughts on that? I worked for Ryan Seacrest for about two years or so. And although he is a different animal than Tavis, he is very similar in the fact that he's an A personality. And let me say this in support of Ryan Seacrest. He is someone who who made the most of his moment with American Idol and did as much as possible to, to raise his brand. He's very much about his business and less so about these personal relationships. But I will say this, that Ryan Seacrest is not a nice person. I don't have a non-disclosure agreement with with Ryan. I can say that he is probably one of the biggest jerks that I ever worked for. And if you've ever seen the movie Knocked Up, there's a scene in which Ryan Seacrest is cussing and, and, and being seemingly antithetical to the persona that you see on American Idol. No, that's exactly who he is. That wow. is who okay. he is. And whether someone accuses him, I can't speak to the specificity of the allegations, but I can speak to the idea that Ryan Seacrest is not the individual that most people assume him to be. And at the end of the day, I will say to you what Jim Rome said to me when I first started in radio. We may love these people, we may love their talent, we may love their public persona, but we don't know them personally. We don't know who they are fundamentally at the root of their being and whether they're a good person or not. We may love their talent, but it doesn't mean that they're above reproach. You're listening to Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart, and I'm talking to the one and only talk radio host, Mo Kelly from the Mo Kelly Show. Mo, you know what? You recently celebrated, has it been five years of your show? Was uh, it five? It'll be six years on April 9th. Six years. Oh, my gosh. You know, I'm so proud of you. How difficult is it, though, to remain at the top of your game in this talk radio genre, which is usually mostly very conservative, especially at your station? <laughs> 
it's, it's easy in this regard, and most people perceive me as an ultra-liberal when that's not really the case. I talk about issues, and I, and I deal with them just on the merits. I am a registered independent. I have been on many conservative stations. I've been on many liberal, quote-unquote, stations. I just talk about the issues and, and, and leave it at that. I don't endorse candidates, and I don't politic for any partisan um, ideology. I'm not a partisan, so it's very easy in that regard for me to be on a station like KFI, which is obviously very conservative, but can be very difficult because if I'm not a, 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 a devout conservative and a vowed conservative, then there's always going to be a lot of pushback because if I'm not all the way conservative, then I'm considered to be liberal and I'm you know, not conservative enough for the station. It's very difficult at times because people don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear information more often than not, they want to hear affirmation. They want their worldview to be affirmed. That's not what I do, but it also has served me well because they know I'm coming from a place of authenticity and sincerity as opposed to trying to sell them a bill of goods about the latest conspiracy. There you go. And how should American audiences right now be using radio as a positive force for change? Because we know that it had been a force in the other direction there for a while. But what should we be doing as audiences and listeners now? This is a perfect example. Radio allows for sincere conversations and longer form conversations where we can actually have a back and forth. The, the best part about radio is it's personal. And it's, 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 it's a medium in which you only allow certain people into your car, into your home, you only, because that radio is allowed to come into your house. And there's a connection in which listeners can actually talk to me. They can tweet me. Um, they can call in to me. So we develop a relationship and a rapport over years. And hopefully we use that for something more positive where we can educate and inform people, not just try to dictate as far as what should people should believe. I'm going to tell you right. the truth. I'm going to show you my math, as they say, and hopefully you have a better understanding and come away from it thinking like, wow, I never considered it that way. I try to explain to people all the time what news is. People think that because they see it on cable TV that it's news. No, that's an entertainment channel, not unlike maybe Comedy Central, and they're talking about news and they're offering opinions as opposed to giving you just some fact-based analysis of who, what, where, when, why, and how. That's exactly. where radio can come in. And you know what's very interesting about that? We have gotten so accustomed to people talking about, quote, fake news now. People are seriously confused. They don't know what's real and what's not real. That's our problem. Yeah, they don't know what's real because they don't even have a baseline understanding of the factual needs and necessity and the FCC requirements of news. I always say, if you want to see some real news, go to your local television channel and watch the news. If you know what the anchor is thinking about a story, then you're probably not listening or watching to actual news. Local news mm -hmm. is still a bastion of great reporting. But when you get on cable, you're just getting entertainment through a news lens. It's being presented as news just because they have news in their name like Fox News doesn't mean that they're actually giving you the news. They are just talking about what they think about the news. And most of our, our, our public, as we're seeing with what's going on with Facebook and Cambridge Analytica, we don't know what yeah. news is. We yeah, don't that is fundamentally so understand. That is so true. I've got to ask you now, this week, I think it was, that iHeartRadio came out and said that they were filing bankruptcy. Does that affect all of you guys over there? 
yes and no. It's not going to be an even affectation for everyone, but we know that there will be consequences for everyone. Working at a station like KFI, it is a powerhouse. Obviously, it's probably doing well in a revenue sense for the, not only the local cluster, but the national brand. It may have mm-hmm. fewer implications and consequences for that station, but there's no telling in terms of what it may mean for the conglomerate. As we know, radio is a is a ever-changing medium. We will always have the need for audio content, but we may not need to get it via broadcast transmitters. So that has a real uh, set of consequences for local stations and and stations which are not having a, a national brand attached to them in terms of personalities which can reach out across the airways in this in this sense, the internet ways. Well, you know what? Whatever happens over there, you will always find a home because your voice is so important, especially right now. And we thank you so much. So keep it going, darling. (laughs) Thank you. And again, I love you. Oh, love you, too. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the one and only Mo Kelly from The Mo Kelly Show. That's, of course, here, KFI, 640 AM. And you can catch him wherever you are in the world. It doesn't matter because that's what we do now. We live in a digital world. And don't forget to subscribe to Hollywood Live Extra on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. Make sure you download all of these because you don't want to miss any of them. And if you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. I'm Tanya Hart. Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.